0: Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by TSX Broadway. I'm Dan Permack On today's show, what President Trump could do to really help Venezuela and Facebook makes a high-risk engineering gamble. But first, a pumpkin-spiced presidency. I am seriously thinking of running for president. I will run as a centrist, independent, That's the voice of Howard Schultz, former chairman and CEO of Starbucks, from last night's episode of 60 Minutes. So Schultz's kind of sort of announcement is obviously getting tons of attention, certainly from Democrats who fear that an independent candidacy will split the anti-Trump vote, thus enabling Trump's reelection. And also this morning from Trump himself, who taunted the former coffee kingpin on Twitter by saying he, quote, doesn't have the guts to run. So a few thoughts. First, I am in the minority here in believing there is still a pretty good chance Schultz won't actually run and that this current media blitz will end up being more about book sales than votes. Not only because it's hard to imagine a successful independent campaign, but also because of the expense. Schultz has an estimated net worth of around $3 billion, of which he'd have to spend around a third on this election. It's doable, but daunting. Yeah, he could theoretically raise money, but it's not the easiest ask for someone. Again, worth $3 billion. It's also kind of the same boat Mike Bloomberg is in, except Bloomberg is much, much richer. Second, a Schultz candidacy would test what I once termed president-CEO theory. Basically, the idea that if Trump performed objectively well as our first CEO president, then being a former CEO would be considered a positive prerequisite for future candidates. But if Trump proved unpopular, then CEO experience would be a liability. Certainly, Schultz and Trump were very different corporate leaders with very different upbringings. But a lot of those distinctions may get lost among casual voters. Finally, Starbucks cannot be happy about this, not even a little bit. Just ask Bain Capital about the, uh, let's call it, public proctology exam. It was put through when Mitt Romney ran for president several years ago. We'll go deeper in 20 seconds with Axios executive editor Mike Allen. But first... This. TSX Broadway is bringing Times Square into the digital age. The project will be a powerhouse for event activation, with a 46-story tower wrapped in LED screens, a luxury hotel, experiential retail space, and Times Square's only permanent outdoor stage. Learn more about this breathtaking platform at tsxbroadway.com. We're joined now by Axios executive editor Mike Allen. You talked to Howard Schultz last night. What was his main message to you?
1: His big message was, listen to me, don't listen to Twitter. I think there's probably a lot of candidates, a lot of news organizations that feel that way. Here's what happened. Even before... He went on 60 Minutes after it got out that he was going to say on 60 Minutes that he was looking at running and that if he ran, he would run as an independent, not as a Democrat. Right away, people started to be very skeptical of that. And there instantly was a consensus among Democrats on Twitter that an independent in this environment would simply split the anti-Trump vote and wind up unwittingly, unintentionally, re-electing the president. So there was a very bearish reaction. I asked Howard Schultz about that very shortly after the 60 Minutes piece aired. And he said, I'm not running to win the Twitter primary. And I said, well, that's good. And he said that he believes that there's a lot of centrist, sensible Republicans and Democrats out there who are not being served by the president's system, who are not living on Twitter, who will be interested in him. The pushback from Democrats isn't unconventional wisdom. That's literally the
0: reason that Mike Bloomberg chose not to run two years ago.
1: No, that's a great... And if he goes this year, and it sure looks like it, but it sounds like it's not set in stone. If he goes, he would go as a Democrat. If Bloomberg did, yeah. Mayor Bloomberg's people did the math. And one of the most electric tweets last night was by his advisor, Howard Wolfson, that said, we've looked into this. And they said that he made first a factual case talking about the consequences of splitting a vote. Then Howard Wolfson turned the knife and said, we can't have spoiler politics when you're trying to defeat Donald Trump.
0: What would be the appeal of Howard Schultz, who honestly is kind of, it's interesting when you look at his bio, he's kind of Ray Kroc. If you ever watched the movie The Founder, he didn't create Starbucks, but he turned Starbucks into what we all know is the store that's on every corner. What would be his appeal from an electoral perspective?
1: He has no doubt a great American story, and the 60 Minutes rollout was great for him. And wait for it, there's a book involved here. Uh, So on Tuesday, he's on The View talking about his book From the Ground Up. Some editor should be fired for that, but yeah. He calls that a mix of a memoir and an uplifting message. And Dan, I think something he does have going for him is that there are not a lot of uplifting messages out there. Certainly, these are not super uplifting times. I talked to one of his advisors who made the point that the opening they see is that there are more moderates than ever. And at a time when there is this sort of top decibel, top of your lungs politics, like, is there a space for, I guess, what it's over the years been called the sensible center. So the challenge, Dan, will be, how do you be a sort of business-friendly centrist moderate who is nevertheless exciting? And the electric part of it is something that I think centrist moderates haven't really put their finger on in the past. Do you think that's fair to say? I think it's fair to
0: say. And the thing I guess I don't understand is if his research shows or his people's research shows that he could pull enough moderate Democrats and enough moderate Republicans to you know actually have a path to victory shouldn't that mean there's also enough moderate Democrats that he could win the primary, considering that almost all of his competition would be on the left and splitting itself?
1: No, that's a good point. And I should ask him that explicitly. A very good point. What they say is that their research shows that the Canada centrist, moderate centrist, business-friendly, independent would draw equally from the Republican and the Democrat. And they say that you could take Trump down to what they call a structural floor of 26, 27, 28%. And even in the base-obsessed, Trump world, that isn't enough.
0: One of the first things I ever wrote from Axios was this is before Trump took office. Was he was going to test what I called CEO presidential theory, which had been talked about forever. Romney had talked about it. Being a CEO, having that experience, will be good for the White House, whereas everyone else had been a senator or a governor. And I felt, well, if Trump is a good president, objectively good president, then that'll prove true. And if he's a disaster and not popular as a president, no CEO is ever going to successfully run again. What's the Schultz CEO message on the latter? Because he's going to argue that Trump has not been a good president. He'll argue he'd be. Better, but his experience top level
1: is going to read similar. He says one of his big goals and one of the reasons he's not worried about the Twitter primary is to restore dignity to the Oval Office. So he'll say that he would go about it very differently. And this is one place where I think that he will benefit from the idea that I think in most people's minds, Trump is a one-off, whether you like that or don't like it. And I don't think anybody would view him as a typical
0: CEO. I hate to ask you to handicap this. I'm not going to ask you to handicap if Schultz could win the presidency. Handicap if he's going to run
1: Yes, he's already hiring staff, some of it secret, some of it not. I asked him if this would be a self-funded campaign. He wouldn't answer that. He doesn't have a
0: choice, though, does he? I mean, it's going to be very, very hard for Howard Schultz, a multi-billionaire,
1: to make the phone calls and ask for cash. Fair enough. So that takes the pressure off of him on timing. The reason we're having this flurry of announcements right now is those candidates need to build fundraising operations. They need to get staff and donors in the door. If you're Bloomberg, if you are Beto, if you are Biden, if you are a billionaire, you can wait because the excitement will come to you rather than you having to generate it.
0: Mike Allen, executive editor of Axios and author of the daily Axios AM newsletter. Thanks so much. My final two right after this. Every day, 400,000 people pass through Times Square. And soon, titans of the digital economy will have a new way to reach them. TSX Broadway is a retail playland designed to host 15 million visitors every year with interactive retail, live performances, food and beverage service, and a luxury hotel. Learn more at tsxbroadway.com. Now it's time for my final two, and first up is the escalating geopolitical conflict in Venezuela, where President Nicolas Maduro is trying to hold on to power despite opposition from the U.S. and a coalition of other Western nations that prefer National Assembly leader Juan Guaido. Now, there are obviously lots of angles to this story, not the least of which is how Venezuelans are literally starving, but I want to highlight something that Axios's Felix Salmon wrote last night in his EDGE newsletter. If Guaido does assume interim power, his most immediate economic problem will be that Venezuela owes around $90 billion to lenders all over the world, and most of it's already in default. But President Trump could give him some breathing room by declaring Venezuelan assets, quote, temporarily immune from attachment by US courts, or in layman's terms, it would basically stop all those creditors from rushing into courtrooms and doing an immediate asset grab of things like Venezuela's oil reserves. It's the difference between endorsing regime change and actually enabling it. And finally, Facebook's planning to integrate the technical backends of its Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram products. So for users, this would result in a more seamless experience and more privacy via end to end encryption, which is something WhatsApp already has, but the others don't. But it could also potentially open the door to new antitrust arguments, particularly from 2020 presidential candidates like Elizabeth Warren. So for Facebook, this is as much of a regulatory decision as an engineering one. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great national bubble wrap appreciation day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.